Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today, we are unpacking the wonderful and complicated world of dog food. So, let's kick things off talking about the ever-controversial debate around raw food. So, most vets don't recommend raw diets. However, many dog owners swear by them and the health benefits. So, let's unpack and discuss Kens, as a raw feeder yourself, what are some of the benefits that we see with a raw diet? So when fed, when, wow. So when feeding your dog raw properly, so like a well-balanced raw food, it is the most natural form of dog diet out there. Um, They have a huge level of bioavailability, meaning the nutrients are accessible via digestion because the nutrients haven't been destroyed via processing or cooking. Um, So natural dog digested nutrients in, bad nutrients out, easy peasy, no ifs, ands, or buts. Pretty natural. And there's so many amazing, well-balanced raw food diets out there. Um, I'll name off a few in a bit, but, uh, yeah, if the, your dog is fed the right food there, let me just talk about poop for one second. Their poops, uh, number one, hardly smell. And number two, um, come out like so perfectly easily that there's like, everything has been soaked up. All of the nutrients have been soaked up, um, which is, which is great. Um, Another thing is that there's less waste, so packaging and poop. Um, They do help um, a lot of raw food uh, with a proper amount of bone in it um, do help with uh, dental benefits. Um, And my dog's skin and coat health is, like, amazing. I do add salmon oil to their raw food, Um, so and and a topper as well. It's like a balanced topper um made by thrive which is big country raw um so i add i add that as well just to ensure that they're getting all of their fun stuff but um yeah their skin and coat like i swear ever since switching them to raw um from a high quality kibble they're they've gotten even softer so and they've been eating raw like it was only for like the first year of their life because I was unsure about puppyhood, um, whether I should feed raw or not. I wasn't entirely sure about raw. Um, and I knew that, you know, puppy kibble would have everything that they needed to, uh, to grow into the dogs they are today. Um, but, yeah, I, I do swear by raw. I, my dogs are super healthy. Even my vet who is not pro raw says, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. And I, my ego just explodes. So, (laughs) um, but some considerations, uh, to think about when feeding raw is, um, it's a little inconvenient. You do have to time things properly. So um, uh, the raw food um, that I get personally, it does come frozen. Um, most of them do um, because they're they're fresh. They're packaged fresh, and um, they uh, you have to time it accordingly. So um, you know, every few days you have to pull out another package of, of raw to thaw in time for the next day. So that's something to consider. Um, um. Also freezer space. <laughs> oh, fair. Depending on your size of dog, yeah. Y- That's yeah, for one sure. reason why I ended up not going the raw route because with Marshall being almost a 100-pound dog, I was like, I'm going to have to keep so much food in my freezer, and I live in a condo. So even just like the space 
required with such a big dog. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Plus I'm going to forget to thought all the time. That's just, I know that about myself. Okay. Tell me a couple of other considerations. So, um, a few others as if, um, this one, I don't know. I, 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 let me speak to this because you're very biased. Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. So from, I did some pretty significant digging through academic literature when I was deciding if I wanted to be Marshall Raw or not. And one of the things I found was that most of the studies talk about there being a risk around bacteria and food handling and safety, not necessarily for the dog, but more actually for the human that is preparing the food. So if you're not following safe food handling practices and you're handling raw meat on a daily basis, you're obviously putting yourself at risk of, you know, having a bacterial issue such as like salmonella. But this is going to be very dependent on your handling care of the food if you're safe and you take preventative measures and you wash your hands those key things can be avoided but they are named as a big risk in a lot of studies the other do you want to comment on that i do just because um i'm a meat eater and there is meat um in my home often and it's the same for me feeding my dogs it is the same for me feeding myself so if i have raw chicken on my counter that i'm going to consume myself then i'm going to still clean and disinfect and do everything that i would if i were to feed my dogs so to me it is like same same no different um that's my personal opinion on it. But uh, again, you never know. I don't know. I guess there's like a slim chance just because I'm handling raw meat a little bit more than on it, like twice a day versus like maybe once a day with my regular human life. But um, anywho, it's, yeah, it's such a slim, it's such a slim, um, if you wash your hands, like, I don't know. So one of the other pieces that's important to note is in terms of like academic literature and academic research, there unfortunately is very little to support the use and the efficacy of raw diets. That's not to say that they're not good for your dog. This is likely more a result of large food companies funding and monopolizing the dog food research space. Um, So it probably is more to do with research funding and these very large dog food corporations really kind of capitalizing on that space than it is about raw diets actually not being effective. They're just unfortunately because of this and because of how the research community operates, there isn't a lot of evidence, which is really crappy because, I mean, anecdotally, we know from so many dog owners that they see changes happen. So The last thing I will note is that it can be expensive. But again, like we've said before, all diets for dogs are expensive. If you are feeding healthy, it's going to be expensive. Again, with a 100-pound dog, I looked at the pricing for raw and I was like, woof. I don't know. (laughs) So between like the freezer space and the cost, I landed on a kibble diet, but that's what worked best for me and my lifestyle. But I want to take some time to dive into – vegan and vegetarian dogs we're going 180 here um we're going from feeding your dog just raw meat to feeding your dog no meat at all and in this is where the spice comes in because i think this is super controversial i think that uh, dogs like 
I, I, I don't know enough about it, but again, I'm on the raw food side of things. So just being, being a vegan yourself, I'm interested to, to hear about this. And a vegan myself that does not feed my dog a vegan diet. Exactly. Um, so that yeah. is the decision that I have made to make sure that my dog is healthy because that's what I'm most comfortable with. So this is still super controversial. That said, there are lots of vegan and vegetarian dogs out there. Um, there is new emerging research happening at the University of Guelph exploring how dogs can get all of their nutrients Um either naturally or synthetically, depending on the nutrients. I know I think of like taurine being one of the ones that is synthetically added to vegan and vegetarian foods. Um, So there is some research in progress with some like emerging findings, but the like the long-term studies that would really demonstrate if it's helpful for a dog across their lifespan, they just don't exist. And again, probably for similar reasons due to why we don't have funding for raw research um, because the big food companies are like, no, we don't want you to do that. Um, But for me, without that like long-term research, I'm not personally comfortable feeding a vegan and vegetarian diet. That said, there's tons of anecdotal evidence of vegan and vegetarian dogs living incredibly long, happy, healthy lives. So I actually, when I uh, first started Agility, so about six years ago with Willa, um, one of the dogs who was a big lab, 70 plus pound lab um, in my class was vegan. And she, the dog's treats were uh, freeze-dried apple. That's what the dog was working for. And I said to her, I said, how is your dog so muscular? Like, that's incredible. And she said she she just feeds the dog what it needs, kind of like macro counting for humans. Uh, you know, she she does the she does the work. She feeds her dogs what what it needs. And um, it lives a very it was old. It was older, too. It was like 10 years old. And this dog was doing agility and living its best life. Um, but like for me, when I think of dogs, I think of I think of wolves. I think of carnivores. So for me to say like, hey, I'm going to take this dog and strip that away from from it and just make it eat what I'm telling it to eat like that is that is I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the the vegetarian vegan diet for for a dog to to take it that far. But yeah. um, that's why we're talking about it today. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the benefits. So obviously one of the benefits for somebody like me who is a vegan, it would be very nice to be able to align that part of my life with my values and purchase a vegan dog food. However, I'm a very evidence-based person. So in the absence of that, I am left to find a dog food that is both has meat in it for Marshall. So I know he's getting his nutrients, but also kind of ticks off all of my like sustainability and ethical check marks. And that's why I landed with Open Farm. Um, it's also very nice if you're a vegan to not have to purchase or handle meat products because I have no desire to do that. I don't want to touch raw meat. It grosses me out. I could, but I would really rather not. Um, and then obviously their nutritional needs can be met if done properly based on the research we have today. However, um, considerations, and these are big ones, definitely less available in the community. You're going to have very minimal brands to choose from. Um, And of course, you are taking a risk given the absence of the research. So, you know, in the absence of a long-term study that has looked at dogs who have been on these diets for their lifetime, um, you're really missing that evidence to um, be able to know for sure if this is the best way forward 
for your dog. Um, so kudos to the people that are taking that risk and are living out their values and their dogs are happy and healthy. It's just not something I can compute inside my brain. But there you have it. Yeah, there you have it. That was a boatload of information about the world of dog food and diets. We're going to take a super quick break and then we're going to come back and really briefly talk about some fun ways that you can kind of spice up your dog's meal, fun little toppers, maybe some supplements, and then we're going to wrap it up. So be right back. 